Hallelujah. Turn with me to the book of Psalms 23, verse 4. I am going to read from the Living Bible. The Living Bible. It's becoming my favorite, actually. Hallelujah. When I'm preaching, though, <laughs> not for Bible study, hallelujah, just for, a preach, uh, for preaching, it reads as follows. Even when walking through the dark valley of death, I will not be afraid. For you are close besides me, guarding, guiding all the way. Father, we bless the reading of your word. Thank you for anointing your word. May you speak to us, Lord, through this word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we honor you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Right. Uh, last week, we spoke about keep on going. Hallelujah. And the message was well received. Hallelujah. By many of you. Hallelujah. Amen, and uh, well done for receiving it well, hallelujah. It means your hearts are in the right place, hallelujah. Be concerned when you don't receive the word of God well, hallelujah, amen, and glory to Jesus. So this week we continue on the same subject, as I said, it is a series, so the series name is Keep On Going, hallelujah, and uh, some of you, you might want to say it's called the momentum of faith, if you would. Hallelujah. But today I want to address the following subject. Hallelujah. Living through distressing times. Hallelujah. So it is keep on going, but we are addressing the aspect under the this uh, theme of keep on going. I want to address living through distressing times hallelujah you still with me so what we are pushing the whole month is keep on going so we are encouraging you to keep on going to keep the momentum of faith but i want to look at, at this dimension living through distressing times hallelujah in other words how to live through distressing times how to live through distressing times. Maybe some of you, what you need to do is to underline the word through. Living through. Living through distressing times. Hallelujah. Our problem is the distressing times. But we are living through the distressing times. Hallelujah. How to live through distressing times. Hallelujah. And the Lord will help us to teach or to share or to encourage you or to even inspire you hallelujah using the text that we read psalms 23 uh, verse 4 hallelujah so i want you to turn with me now to john chapter 17 verse 14 to 16 so our base text for the morning it is psalm 23 verse 4 but now to build our case i want us to go to john 17 verse 14 to 16. If you were in church, I was going to say, put 
your finger or one finger in Psalms 23. Hallelujah. So don't close Psalms 23. Hallelujah. But we are going to go to John chapter 17, verse 14 to 16. Hallelujah. I hereby read from the, uh, from the New Living Translation. I'm changing translations. The New Living Translations reads as follows. John 17, verse 14 to 16. I have given them your word. And the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world. Underline, I am not asking you to take them out of the world. Underline again, but to keep them safe from the evil one. Double underline, but to keep them safe from the evil one. Now, you need to make triple underline this time around. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Hallelujah. John chapter 17, this is the Lord's prayer for real. Hallelujah. I know you, you, you read uh, Matthew 6 and Luke 11. That's not the Lord's prayer. That is the model of prayer by the Lord. Hallelujah. However, John chapter 17, this is the Lord's prayer. The Lord Jesus is praying in the book of John chapter 17. It is a recording of his words during prayer. And what he prayed for, or one of the things he prayed for was to say, that the world hates us as believers because we are not part of the world. We are not of the world just like Jesus is. Then he says, I'm asking you, Lord, don't take out these believers from the world. But I'm asking you to keep the believers safe from the evil one. Reason being, they do not belong to this world anymore than I do. Hallelujah. So that was the priestly prayer. That was the Lord's prayer. That was the apostolic prayer. Hallelujah. He prayed for us many, many years ago that we are not going to be taken out of this world. We are going to remain, but we are going to be protected from the evil one. Hallelujah. So now, I just want to say to you, the distressing times will be there, and you are going to be there, but you will be protected from the harm that comes with the distressing times. Hallelujah. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. Hallelujah. The world is a system controlled by the evil one. The world is a system controlled by the devil. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? So what is the world? It is a system, rather it is a world that is fallen, controlled by the enemy. So what is the world? It is the fallen world. In other words, it is no longer in the state in which God designed it in. It is fallen. Hallelujah. Amen. And because this world is fallen, it's now controlled by somebody else. And his name is Lucifer. 
His name is Satan. Hallelujah. But the Bible says we are not controlled by Satan. We are not controlled by the devil, even though we are in this fallen world. You need to understand this is a fallen world. Hallelujah. That we find ourselves in. And Jesus prayed that we should not be taken out from this fallen world. I know you want to be taken out, but Jesus said we should not be taken out. But we should be protected, rather, in this fallen world. Hallelujah. Amen. And remember, the world also, it is those people who are still subjected to the influence of the devil. So anyone who's not subjected to the influence of God is under the influence of the devil. Hallelujah. So we believers are people who have received Jesus Christ as our Savior. We have submitted to Christ. He's our king. He is our boss. He is everything. We are subjected to his power and his authority. Hallelujah. And that is why when we pray, we say, thy kingdom come. In other words, his kingdom must come into our hearts. Hallelujah. Not into the physical world, but into our hearts. Hallelujah. And glory to Jesus. Amen. So we are people who are being consistently being saved from all these things that are happening in the fallen world. So as a born-again person, you are consistently, continually so, being saved from the harm that could happen in this fallen world. Hallelujah. Because we are not part of this system. We are not part of this fallen world. Hallelujah. We are not subjected to the powers and the principalities and the rulers of this age, but we are subjected to the power and the authority and the rulership of the Holy Spirit. That's what we are subjected to hallelujah in other words we are basically navigating life through what is happening in this system of the world should i repeat that we are basically navigating life through this system of the fallen world so we have to navigate life through the system of a fallen world. Not an easy one. And he said, you are going to stay. He said, let them be protected. They need to navigate life through this system. Hallelujah. I hope I'm already answering some of your questions about why are we in this season of the pandemic or rather the COVID-19. You now have to understand we will have to navigate our life of faith through COVID-19. You have, yeah. And our job as preachers is to teach you, is to inspire you, is to encourage you to navigate life effectively, even during the season of the pandemic. Hallelujah. Because some of you are saying, like, Mudimos and Unki once, I don't want to see these sufferings anymore. But God says, you are here to stay. You are going to go through the season. Hallelujah. Because we are not part of this world. In other words, when the world sneezes, we don't catch the flu. When this world coughs, we don't catch the COVID. Hallelujah. That's what I need to teach you. This is what I need to inspire you. This is what I need to bring to your attention. That things like COVID and other many things will always 
happen and they will come. Hallelujah. And God is not going to just prevent them. Hallelujah. But he's going to make sure that those who belong to him, those who are his children, are protected from this harm. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. Amen. In other words, when this flu or whatever you call it is happening here, it should not come anywhere near you. You are going to live through it. Because what we live through does not influence who we are. Because we are the sons of God. Hallelujah. So what we live through, which is the distressing times, does not define us. Because we are defined by our Father in heaven and glory to Jesus. Amen and hallelujah. Now just go back to Psalms 23 verse 4. It says here, even walking through the dark valley of death. Even when walking through the dark valley of death. Can you see what the psalmist is saying there? He's basically saying that... Um, Rather, let me put it this way, that even when I walk through the dark valley of death, the dark valley of death is symbolic of the distressing time. It's symbolic of devastating times. Hallelujah. But in the context of our message, it is a shadow representing this distressing time. So he's saying... Even though I walk through the valley of distress. Therefore, we just have to live through the distress of our times. Walking through suggests this mobility. Walking through suggests motion. Walking through suggests progress one way or the other. That you are not stationary. That you are transitioning from one point to the other. That through the distressing times, you can still navigate life in such a way that you move from one point to the other. In other words, you are able to make significant progress through distressing times hallelujah in other ways to talk a uh, preacher language distressing times they are not stations of life i am going to repeat once more again the distressing times we find ourselves in they are not a station it is not a station of life in other words they are not a point in life where you have to build a camp because some of you, you are not building camp. Hallelujah. Some of you, you are not building monuments. Some of you, you think it is signifying rest. This is not a time to rest. But now let me tell you, this is not a time to make pension spiritually. 
This is not a season to retire spiritually. This is not a season to retire from what God has called you to do. God has called you to do something and this is not a point in time where you take a recess, where you take a break. This is not a bus stop, but it is a season where you should be in motion. Distressing times are seasons of mobility. These are seasons whereby you should be making progress. Hallelujah. Amen and glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. This is not an indication for retirement, some of you. Hallelujah. This is not time to retire. This is the time to keep on going. Hallelujah. Distressing times are seasons in life where we have to walk through. I therefore argue you to keep on going. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let me teach you something. One thing only. You should not do during distressing times. Just one thing. There's one thing you must never do during distressing times. Let's repeat that before I tell you what it is. Hallelujah. Some of you, you must be putting on the comments there what it is. Hallelujah. I, like, I would like to see these things when I'm done. Hallelujah. We are trusting God for a screen. Maybe next week when I'm preaching, I will be reading your comments. I want to read them as I preach. Hallelujah. So we will do that hopefully next week. But the, 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 the point is there's one thing you must not do. Or rather, let me put it nicely, ne? One thing you should not do during distressing time. One. Only one. I don't know what it is. But let me tell you what it is. But I don't know what you wrote there. I gave you enough time to write. Hallelujah. I hope some of you wrote something. Hallelujah. We are preaching together here. Hallelujah. Let's talk. Hallelujah. What is this one thing you should not do during distressing times? Hallelujah. Because we have to connect, Basalwane. We have to connect. That we are not together physically. We we'll have to find a way how we can connect. Hallelujah. You know, uh, actually, to just take a pause here, my daughter says, I know I don't like the YouTube thing for children's church. What I want us uh, to have, Daddy, can we have like the thing we have at school for teams whereby we can raise our hands, whereby we can reply. I like the thinking. Hallelujah. She wants to interact. Hallelujah. She says, I don't want a monologue. Guess what? I'm just like, I don't want a monologue. Talk back to me. Hallelujah. Let's talk. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, it's not safe to allow you to comment back via a microphone. Hallelujah. But you can write your comments. Let's interact. Hallelujah. But for Children's Church, I can tell you from next week, definitely they are moving into Teams or Zoom. Something along those lines. Hallelujah. Amen. So that they can interact and talk and see each other's face. Hallelujah. That's so important. Hallelujah. Even for big church, we'll do something along those lines. That was a, an advert break. Let me come back to the message before I run out of time. So the one thing you should not do during distressing times, it's fear. Fear has a tendency to creep in during a season of distress. In fact, the season of distress is designed to cultivate fear. This season is designed to instill fear in you. It is your responsibility 
to take a stance and declare, I will fear no evil. Where did I get that? Psalms 23, verse 4. Even when I walk through the dark valley of death, which I said is a valley of distress in the context of our message. It says, I will not be afraid. That's one thing you must never do in this season. Don't be afraid. You should not fear. Hallelujah. In other words, you must consciously and consistently start fear and feed your faith during this season of distress. Hallelujah. On many, many, many occasions when you read the word of God, the following phrase appears, fear not. I attempted to want to count it and I stopped because I'm just not going to make it and I opened my different Bible apps and programs and softwares and they were giving me variable numbers but it's many, I can tell you minimum is 30 and it exceeds 100. The phrase, fear not, appears. It depends on the translation you read. Like the one I read, don't be afraid. But it is one of the most popular phrase in the Bible. Starting from Genesis all the way to the end of the Bible, fear not. When, even when he shows to Abraham, fear not. He says to Joshua, fear not. Fear not. Oh, he's saying to you, fear not. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. Fear not. And guess what? As he was with the prophets of old, he will be with you. Fear not. That's what the Bible teaches. Hallelujah. You know why? Because God knew that fear has a tendency to creep in. Hallelujah. Amen. He shows up to people like Gideon. He says what? Fear not. He shows up to various people and he tells them, fear not. And the message has not changed in the distressing season. Fear not. You know why? Because he says in his word, in the book of Timothy, that I have not given you a spirit of fear. Let's repeat that. I have not given you a spirit of fear. You are not allowed to fear because fear is not from God. He says, I, there's one thing i never given you. It is fear. Fear not because fear, it is the absence of faith and the absence of faith, it is the absence of grace and guess what? If you don't have grace in your life, you will live a distressed life. So for you to go through the distressing season, you must not fear so that you can experience the grace of God in the midst of the distressing times. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody just got a key right there. Hallelujah. But then what should you do in distressing times? What should you do in distressing times? One of the effective ways to stop fear is to appropriate the presence of God by faith. That I taught you last week, and I'm not going to stop. Hallelujah. I'll have to drill it in, drill it in, drill it in to my generation that all of us must know we must stay in the presence of God. But how do you do that? You have to acknowledge the presence of God. Like I said last week. Even when you don't feel him, acknowledge his presence. 
Because when you don't acknowledge his presence, fear will come in. Fear not, for I am with you. Isaiah 43 verse 2. I read it from the ESV. Isaiah 43, sorry, not verse 2, rather verse 5. Fear not, I am with you. I'll read verse 2 just now for you. Hallelujah. And the psalmist says, Diego, uh, Psalms 23, verse 4, you are right beside me. God says you must not fear. Then he says, I am right beside you. You know why? Because his presence should cast away all fear. Remember, the presence of God carries the peace of God. He is the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace is right beside you in this distressing times. Read with me Isaiah 43 verse 2. I am going to read from the English Standard Version, the ESV. It reads as follows. When you pass through the waters, I see a way there. It says through. When you pass through, it says in your life, in your generation, in your time, there will be a season when you have to pass through the waters. All of us. But there are not stations. The waters are not the stations. I think we need to repeat that. It's not a station. It says it is a point in time where you have to be mobile. So a season like this is a season whereby you should be making moves. Somebody maybe is hearing me. I'm saying a season like this, you should be making moves. It is not a season of comfort. When you pass through the waters, he says here, I will be with you. That's the promise of God. I said last week, connect with the promise of God. He says, I will be with you. The psalmist says, when I go through this veil of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. You are right besides. Can you see the secret here? He is with the presence of God. It's so important. And he says, and through the rivers, this is how you read it. And through the rivers, I will be with you. So even when you go through the rivers, I will be with you. They shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Why? Because I am with you. And he says, and the flame shall not consume you. Why? Because I am with you. In other words, the presence of God makes the difference in the life of the believer. So in distressing times, one factor that makes the difference is the presence of God. Ah, the presence of God factor makes the difference. Hallelujah. We need to be conscious of the fact that he is with us. Hallelujah. The factor of the presence of God. Never stay away from the presence of God. Do whatever you can to cultivate the presence of God in your life. Hallelujah. So now just three points under this aspect of the presence of God. 
You will not be overwhelmed by troubles. Write it down. I'm going to say it once more again. You are not going to be overwhelmed by troubles and difficulties. So when it's talking about the waters and the rivers, it's referring to troubles and difficulties. He's saying that difficulties and the troubles of your times will never overwhelm you. As long as you acknowledge my presence. He says, I am right with you. The troubles and the difficulties we are going to come, but they won't overwhelm you. In other words, you won't have to worry. You won't have to be anxious. You won't have to be depressed. You, you won't have to stress. Whatever it is, because he says, these things will never overwhelm you. Already, if you are being overwhelmed, there's a sign that the presence of God is a missing factor in your life. I am calling you and challenging you. Come to Jesus. Come to God. Come Come to the presence of God. Make fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because it is the Holy Spirit that makes the difference. Hallelujah. No preacher can substitute the Holy Spirit in your life. I can tell you now, no sermon can substitute the presence of God in your life. No book whatsoever can substitute the presence of God in your life. Hallelujah. You have to come into the presence of God. Hallelujah. And that is why before you listen to a sermon, you should have read the word of God. You should have prayed. That's why before you read a book, you should have prayed and you should have read the Bible. Hallelujah. Because there is no substitute for the presence of God. Many people are being overwhelmed because they are not in the presence. Stress is a sign of the absence of the presence. I got it from Isaiah 43 verse 2. I didn't, I didn't write it. You will never be overwhelmed by troubles and difficulties. The Bible says troubles and difficulties are there. They will come. But they will never overwhelm you. Because he is with you. <laughs> I wish somebody could write in the comment section you are preaching good. I'll give you a Bible. You write that one. I'm going to give you a Bible. When I see it, I'm going to ask you for your contact. I'll send you a Bible, but only one person. Hallelujah. I'll give you a Bible, a nice one, a nice one. Hallelujah. Yeah, nice study Bible. The Bible says you will go through the fire of devastation in other ways, but you will be unharmed because you appropriate the presence of God. So devastation, a season like this, this is a season like fire. I mean, we are being tested in the fire in this season. I mean, this is not the best time to be alive, I think. It's not a time to, it's, he says you won't be harmed. But the fire is there. I am feeling the fire too. But it's not harming me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It says you'll go through the flames of distress and you'll never be consumed because he is with you. Shall I repeat that? He will go through the flames of distress. They will never consume you. I'm reminded of the Hebrews, Hebrew boys in the book of uh, Daniel. There's a chapter 3 or 4 there. The Bible says they were thrown into that fiery finance. They were expected 
to be harmed by the flame. They were expected to be consumed. But the Bible says, as they were looking for their harm, as they were looking to see their destruction, they saw another one. It was three of them, but they, the Bible says the king saw another one. It was the fourth one. And he says, but this one does not look like them. And he says, this could actually, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, this could be God. In this season, this is a season where the enemy atabona moshon. Bupilombaha. Mo areng ufedize kawena. Harwa shebo obona morena wemiluena. When the enemy says he's done with you, he only to realize he's dealing with Jesus himself. Because he says, I will never leave you. I will be with you. Anywhere you go, he says, I will be with you. Where you are expected to be consumed, he will show up. Because he has never left you and he will never leave you. He is with you always. And that is why the boys were never consumed. Because he was with them as he promised. And I'm saying, those scriptures are not theory. They apply today. Why is he still here, this pastor A? Why is she still here? Why is he still here? And what, what? But when they look around, they see that you don't walk alone. You walk with Jesus. They start to realize he built a shield around you. But not only that, he built a hedge of fire. The fire of the enemy can consume the fire of God. Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. You won't be consumed. In closing, it's so difficult to preach in this online thing because we must close now. I have like five minutes. You have to cultivate the presence of God by fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You have to do that, Muzalwane. Cultivate the presence of God. Because we don't have to be afraid of what's happening in our fallen world. In our country, it's no longer just COVID now. Some people are deciding to ban people's properties. They're deciding to destroy other people's businesses because they are protecting other people. Whether it's legitimate or not, they are, but now people are living in fear. People in our city now living in fear. Is this thing going to come here? But I'm here to say it will never come anywhere near you. You know why? Because God is with you. When they come your way, they'll meet God himself because you don't walk alone. Hallelujah. Sometimes we believers, we wish that certain things happen. I sometimes wish that if I was there, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thank God that I'm alive in this generation. Hallelujah. That people will know many years from today that there were people who believed God and we saw God in their lives because they stay in the presence of God. Hallelujah. So you overcome this fear through the presence of God. It's so important. Hallelujah. But not only that, you need to be confident of the fact that Jesus says, I'll never leave you alone, but I'll send another helper. His name is 
Holy Spirit. And you know what, what is this Holy Spirit? He's the helper. What is the helper? With the Greek, they say it's a parakli or something like that, or pra parakletos. But what you need to learn is para. Para is something that is next or close by. Hallelujah. You use the word para all the time. All, that is why you talk about paralegals. Paralegals is something that is close to being a lawyer. So the Holy Spirit is close by. He's the he's a helper that is close by. Who's next to you? Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. Amen. So be conscious of the presence of God. He has promised to be with you always. And in closing, Psalms 23 verse 4, even when walking through the dark valley of death, I won't be afraid. Can you see that? For you are close beside me. Can you see that? We've spoke about being close beside you. But here's another part. As I finish the message, Guarding and guiding all the way. Other Bible says your rod and your staff. But the rod and the staff in 2021, for you to understand, has to do with him guarding and guiding you all the way. Can, can you see that? He will guard you and guide you all the way. Hallelujah. In other words, he's just not close by. He is there to guard you. Should I repeat? He is there to guard you. He is there to guide you. Hallelujah. In other words, he is the ever-present help 24-7. He's guarding you 24-7. You have SOS 24-7. You have help 24-7. In other words, you have a guard and you have a helper or you have a guider 24-7 all the way he is with you. So what you must do Trust him to guide you through distressing times all the way to your destiny. I agree you are not in the station of life. You are going through. Trust him to guide you all the way to your destiny. But not only that, trust him to guard your destiny. Trust him to guard your destiny so that nobody touches your future. Hallelujah. Because your future is with him. You are a person of destiny. I nearly said, let's stand up and let's close in prayer. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you the adoration. Mighty God, mighty Father. It is not by might, by power that we are here and standing. It is by your spirit. And we thank you that the Holy Spirit is in us. We have the evidence, and the evidence is that we do speak a heavenly language. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your presence in our lives. That we can go through any situation and we'll come out just fine. We'll come out unharmed. In fact, we'll come out successful. Just like you did it for Shadrach, Abed, and Meshach, and Abednego, oh Lord. We want to trust you, oh God. As we come out of this season at some point in this generation, oh Lord. We are going to be promoted. We are going to be elevated, oh Lord. Our ministries will be thriving, oh Lord. Our our callings will be just doing fine, oh Lord. Our businesses will be thriving. Whatever we are doing will be thriving when we get out of this season. Because this season, but when it ends, we'll have promotion. We will have elevation in the mighty name of Jesus, oh Lord. Because you are not restricted by distressing times. Father, I thank you for granting us the power and the ability to keep on going in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.